Hello and welcome to the Partners for Access Rare Disease and Cell and Gene Therapy Weekly Roundup. I'm your host Aparna Krishnan. Every week we at Partners for Access will bring you the most important developments from the often drug cell and gene therapy world and what they mean for you. This week we are looking at Biogen's spinal muscular atrophy drug Spinraza's prospect as it prepares for rival therapies that challenge its market position and the latest update on Brexit and its impact on the UK biotech industry. So Biogen's money spinner Spinraza treatment for spinal muscular atrophy is set to face two big rivals starting from 2019 onwards who could make a big dent in its future multi-billion dollar prospects. Since its approval in December 2016 in the US and June 2017 in Europe, Spinraza has grown at a slower pace than expected. Reassuringly for Biogen, the drug's international sales have risen and surpassed its US revenues, uh, contributing to a healthy 468 million in the latest quarterly results. But this rise could be short-lived as challenges are coming onto the market. Novartis and Avexis gene therapy AVXS101 is expected to launch sometime in 2019. Therapy works by introducing a fully functional SMN gene to increase the patient's production of the SMN protein to an adequate level. It is aimed at SMA types 1 and 2 patients and is designed to prevent further muscle degeneration. AVXS101 reported strong efficacy results from its STRIVE study that included 24-month post-treatment follow-up. All 15 patients participating in the trial reported event-free survival and over 90% were able to sit unassisted, a key endpoint. Despite these results, there is some concern over its long-term efficacy and safety as in most gene therapies. Another drug that also shows promise is Roche and PTC's Ristiplam, an oral drug that improves SMN protein levels by helping the gene produce more functional SMN protein. Ristiplam also showed good results in its Firefish study with 90% survival rate and 21% of patients in the study being able to sit unassisted. The drug is expected to hit the market 2021. Biogen seems aware of the looming threat to Spinraza and is closely watching long-term safety and tolerability data. It is left to be seen whether following the introduction of AVXS101, Spinraza and Ristiplan will be left to fight among themselves to capture the less severe patient population as the gene therapy will potentially target the more severe patients. The UK biotech industry is facing some unprecedented hurdles as it prepares for the UK's exit from the EU. With the latest update, here is P4A's analyst Joanna Fernandez. Thank you for that introduction, Aparna. As many of us will have seen on the news recently, the EU and UK negotiations have come to a standstill, making a no-deal Brexit an increasingly scary reality. There is a real danger that larger companies will shy away from investing in the UK market, with big pharma such as Johnson & Johnson, Lilly and Merck publicly expressing their intention to deprioritize the UK as one of their lead markets. Smaller UK-based biotechs unfortunately do not have this luxury, and they will have to ensure that they are fully prepared in the case of a no-deal. 
The UK government has already released a number of technical notices in the last few months providing help and advice so that companies can prepare for this scenario. However, many of the suggestions, for example the implementation of pharmacovigilance expert in both the UK and EU, is simply not realistic for smaller companies. This, along with a recent House of Commons report that has estimated a cost of £45,000 for every new medicine released in the UK, is a cost that large pharma may be able to absorb, but smaller biotechs simply cannot. And this paints an increasingly disastrous picture for SMEs, which are small and medium-sized enterprises in the UK. It is highly recommended that SMEs seek advice and keep an eye on several areas in which divergence from the EU could be especially hard-hitting and will become a particular interest in the case of a no-deal. This includes regulatory divergence from the EMA, including marketing approvals, tariff on exports and imports, and labelling, batch testing and pharmacovigilance of medicines. We would advise companies to implement strategies to mitigate any significant disruptions in their supply chains and be ready for a no deal, as well as be aware of impact on operations, their clients and suppliers, and have adequate contingencies in place recognising this worst case scenario, while still hoping for the best outcome. Secondly, we suggest having a member of their team dedicated to understanding the new MHRA submission portal once it comes online in March next year to reduce time delays for marketing approval. We also recommend that there is open communication between these smaller biotechs and regulatory agencies within the UK so that any expected changes can be accounted for. Lastly, we suggest staying positive. With fewer international companies focusing on the UK market, it provides smaller biotechs an opportunity to thrive and acquire higher market share. Additionally, with the possibility of a longer transition period suggested by Theresa May and warmly received by the EU Commission, these extra associated costs may be evenly distributed over time, allowing more opportunity for mitigation and adaptation to these changes. And that's it for this week. For more news and analysis, go to our website www.partnersforaccess.com. Subscribe to our podcast from iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and do share your thoughts in the comment section. Thank you for listening. See you next week.